Welcome to Local Football Legends. We're back. We're back on. After a week off. A little bit of a little bit of a break and a freshen up. Too much work. Yeah, we're back on. Uh, just to quickly give you a quick rundown of uh, Southern and Morning's Peninsula Football League. A couple of interesting results over the weekend. So, the Heights in Division 2, which I'm going to talk about first, of course. The uh, <laughs> of the Caulfield Bears to book their, their spot in the grand final against our one of our arch rivals, the Doveton Eagles. Um, good touch-up, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's strange big turnaround the week before. We got absolutely slaughtered. Good to see. Um, yeah, the boys are back. Hit some good form last night. Recovered from the week before, so off for the big dance this weekend. So I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a stat too, which stat? which I love. Love stat. I don't. Not, I don't really like stats, but anyway. I like stat. this stat because yeah. you agree with me. Okay. The Heights will go in as underdogs, and yep. I'll love that. Yeah. They'll yep. love going in as yep. the underdogs. Well, actually, all my uh, Facebook feeds and memories come up from nine, ten years ago when yep. we've got we've had a win or something like that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, um, the boys can have a win. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that on Saturday. Uh, in Division 1, uh, Cranbourne will meet St Kilda City in, in the elimination there for a chance, chance to meet Cheltenham, who have just blown me away. I know. That's, that's amazing. Unbelievable. They've, been, they've been going well for the last couple of years. Yeah. We've uh, we've sort of had the measure on them. We've played them all those years ago and stuff like that. So, yeah, good on them. You know what I mean? I think I'd put me out in there for the ring, whatever you say, last week and... and I'm happy for them, but um, the the game between Cranny and St Kilda will be absolute cracker. Yeah. Absolute Hang cracker. On, let, let's play this out. Cranbourne, St Kilda City, Cheltenham. Who do we want to win? Oh, Chelsea Heights. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Cranny have only won. I think I'll sort of lean to Cranny after I used to get bashed by. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think they've only won a few in the, the history of the, the club, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. I'm going for Cheltenham. Going for Charlton and me, Charlton. Yeah. The tricolours. Are they the tricolours? They are the tricolours. Yeah. yeah. And they're not Geelong colours. So I don't know <laughs> no, what's no. wrong with you. <laughs> they're the German colours. Let's not German talk about colors. that game last week. Oh, we'll come back to that later. Yeah, we sure will. <laughs> uh, in the morning peninsula, uh, tonight's show is the Bomb Beach show. It sure is. Uh, Beaches. Yeah. So they, um, they're they against Frankston Bombers in a, in a dual die elimination. And the winner to meet Frankston YC. So we'll get, we'll get a bit more intel tonight. Not, we'll get the... It's a, sit, only three points right at the death, too, apparently. Ooh, really, geez. I was talking to Paul, who will speak to the President Bob Mooch uh, very soon, and he'll explain he was pretty, all pretty heartbroken. It was a really, they should have just been bang in, I think, with 40 seconds to go or something like that. Wow, eh? Yeah, I hate that. Been there, done that. Who else we got? Langy and. Uh, and then, yeah, can anyone stop Lang Warren in the Division 2 Hard grand final against Karingal? Hard to beat. Yeah. They've been on fire lately. That's. Yeah. Really, Obi's not Obi. Um, uh, Jimmy, Molly, uh, Molly, Molly, yeah, Molly's son, um, Mitch Matty. Oh, I think he got dropped a couple oh, of weeks ago. He? Yeah, he was going all right. He goes all right. So Jimmy tells me, and um, got dropped, and then they started winning, and it's hard to drop, you know, anyone else from a winning side. But uh, so yeah, Wrong yeah, yeah. Mm. and there's been, a, I think there's been a couple like that. So it's just that's unlike. I mean, that's what happens when you make the finals and make your grand finals, and you know, someone's going to get dropped and. It's, it's it can be tough, you know what I mean? Yeah, someone has to miss out, unfortunately. But uh, and then and then you sort of look at that, um, you know, they should have a medal for for twenty five players. I think players. they should because that's your team, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. It's you know you, for, for a bit of luck or something, you know, cost you to lose your spot or an injury at the last minute. You've you played all year and you've been part of the team. Yeah, you know, you should be made to feel like that. It's like everything, you know, the whole club. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not great. just saying suggesting give everyone a medal, but you know that the players definitely, and it's the whole. It's one, it's not one without the other. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, good, good luck to all the, the Chelsea Lights boys this weekend, and um, you know, do your best. Good look, good luck to um, Bully. He's done a fantastic job in the last couple of years. He's been there, yep. and as you'll probably get a credit off Paul and tell him how much of a good bloke he is. He's done a fantastic job, especially with through COVID. Um, and to get him into a grand final is a, a pretty brilliant effort. And his first base, he's senior coaching role. So yeah. it's not a bad scene. Yeah, we just fantastic. need to lock him in there for a couple and, more years. And again, from an outsider looking in, you can just see that culture change that comes through the just, playing group. It, you know, I've mentioned it before. One day we're putting stuff away, and as we usually do, and he, he stopped me in the cold and filled the older bloke, putting things away. And he said, no, no, boys, come over here. You do this. He goes, this is how we do things from now on. So, yeah, yeah. And that's been fantastic. So it's been a good, great thing. It's a great asset, Josh, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, it's time to about to get into segment one around the grounds. Uh, and we're, we're going to be joined by Paul Smith. We just need Codge to make sure the stinger works. Does it work? Jamie Elliott to win the game for Mate. Collingwood. There's the side. We'll just get uh, Paul on the phone. Yeah, just wait for Paul to uh, pick Hello. Up. Hello, Paul. Oh, Paul. Hello. How you going? Can you hear us? Yeah, we're on. Good on you, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, nothing but professionals here, mate. Um, first up, <laughs> welcome to the show, local footy Thank legends. You. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. How long have you been the president of Bomb Beach and your, your sort of background with the, with the beaches? Uh, well, boy... Uh, I grew up in country Victoria, Western Victoria, in the Gary Rowan country down at Cobden. Uh, come down to Melbourne here to work at Pure Milk back in the early 90s. Um, and that got my way to Bomb Beach, and I've been there since then. So, um, been with the Sharks for a long time now. Um, well, we were the beaches then, but um, yes, I've been around there, played in the 90s, and then um, had, once I had my own son in the early 2000s, I got involved with the junior end of the club. Um, and then I ended up starting involved with Auskick and ran, ended up running that for about 12 years. Um, and while I was doing that, I coached down the nines for about nine or ten years as well. Um, and then I've stayed involved with the senior club all through that as well and um, to a more of a uh, admin side of it more in the last few years. And um, I was vice president of Matt Lowe there a few years ago and then we've sort of switched roles there about three years ago and, um, I've been running as the president for three years now, so um, yeah, so I've been involved with the club for quite a while. That's a magnificent effort, and really good. My, you're actually my young bloke's first Auskick uh, coach as well. I don't know yep. how you did that. I used to come down here on a was it Saturday morning or Sunday morning? It was Saturday mornings. Saturday, Saturday mornings morning. for Auskick, and hung, Sunday mornings was under nines. Mate, hungover, right? <laughs> Trying to get a coffee at the coffee van in the corner. And there's 18 people just waiting there. Oh, I've got no tolerance for people at all. And then I listen to 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 the mum and dad tell me how little Johnny's going to make it as a superstar <laughs> AFL side. And I thought, you know, at this stage, they're good if they can walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> First to hide on the other side. You can actually see your pictures just hide away from people. But uh, was, yeah, so that's a great effort. Also, it was one of, the, one of the things I did um, 
focused on when I was coaching the kids was I had to train the parents as well. Oh. I used to tell them, if you think your kid's going to win the Brownlow at this stage in their career, you're kidding yourself. We're here to have a bit of fun. <laughs> yep. um, if the kid wants to go and dig some holes over there or play in that puddle, let them do it. Yep. It's just a bit, a bit of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, also, when you mentioned uh, Pure Milk, that equals Sean Gray. So, obviously, you know Shawnee pretty well then, do you? Yes, I do remember Sean from yeah. years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I haven't been there myself. I had left. I was there for about five years, I reckon. So, um, yeah, but I do remember Sean from a long time ago. Yeah, but met people there like the name of uh, Jigger Ferguson, and oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so he's sort of one that got me involved with Bomb Beach, and yeah. you know I was looking for a home, somewhere to play footy, uh, and so yeah, he sort of invited me up to Bomb Beach, and been there ever since. Yeah, yeah. Great man, Jigger. He is. Yep. is. I wind him up a bit. He's, he's been in Shark Lotto, which is a draw we do every Sunday night, and he's been in it since the start, and the poor bugger hasn't won it. So every Sunday night, I wind him up and say, this is the one, Jigger. <laughs> Mate, I, I've been the one. We got the, we copied, both, I think, your, yeah. you guys, and we've got Demon Lotto. I reckon it's been yeah. going for four years now. I'm, seriously, it's cost me thousands. Have you, and I have won you not it won once. it either? Yeah. No, once. Once. Uh, and I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm still down. I'm still down about two and a half grand. <laughs> don't do the sum, Stoddy. Just don't do the adding no, up, mate. I'm, I'm terrible. No, no. <laughs> Ten bucks a week. You don't that's notice it. it. <laughs> also, Paul, can you um, talk, talk us through a little bit about last week against uh, Frankston YC, um, oh. and, and tell us a little bit about this week's game against Frankston Bombers. What a heartbreak! You tell me yeah. during the week. Oh, it was a heartbreaker. I'm still getting over it. Uh, <laughs> it took took me a little while. It was 40 seconds to go in the game. We were in the grand final. Uh, it was that simple. So it was a tough game. It was uh, intense. YCW are an awesome side. Uh, so we had to really bring our A game. And uh, they touched us up earlier in the year at Frankston Park. We played a Saturday night game there. Uh, they really touched us up. But we had a bit of a undermanned side that night. So we were sort of confident. We thought, well, there's four or five bigger body players coming back in for this week. We thought we'd be okay. Um, so we took it right up to them. Um, it was a real physical, contested game. Um, and yeah, we hit the front in the last quarter and um uh, thinking I'm sort of looking up for Peter Hogan, Hogan trying to get signals from the box the box out of Um everyone was looking and trying to get connected and work out how to go and then I think he's, I saw him hold up one finger at one point to someone and then twenty seconds later they've kicked the goal. So wow. and we lost by three points. So it was just unfortunate but um yeah, we'll, look, we'll get another crack at him, I hope, but we've got to get over this side first this week and um, before, yeah, we've got to change our focus a bit. So, yeah, we thought we were going to be there, but we're going to take the long way now instead of the easy way. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You can do it the hard way. And, and sometimes that week's, that week's break is actually a curse more than, uh, you know, playing that footy, uh, mm. yeah, week after week sort of thing. So, who knows? Who knows, yeah. But, look, we've been waiting since 1984 to win one, so we can wait another week. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. See, so the club got redeveloped a few years ago. Um, how's the club tracking forward with the seniors, juniors and the netball? How's it all going as a whole? Well, well, the, the netball's going fantastic. We did a bit of a uh, restructure of that sort of last year. Um, so, and like, it just like last week we had the seniors in playing uh, in the semi-final, but we also had... Uh, three netball sides playing as well. And A-grade had played the week before in the elimination, unfortunately got beat. But we had three netball sides playing off for a grand final side on the weekend too. Um, and the B-grades have got in. So for the first time ever, we've got a netball side in a grand final. Uh, and we've got two more sides this week. D-grade and C-grade have still got a chance to get in there if they can knock off Frankston YC. So uh, netball's going fantastic. Uh, it's a really big turnaround. In the 10 years we've had a netball club running, 
um, we sort of we had to really work on sort of changing a bit, and we sort of changed our focus. And we thought we'd get the right coaches in and uh, try and change the structure of it a bit, and, and bring it more into the focus of one club instead of trying to. Uh, in the past, we had sort of been a separate football netball club. So since I took over as president, we sort of made a focus of trying to make the one club philosophy go right through everywhere. Um, so it's something that's really working well. Um, and, yeah, it's just sort of the fruits of it are coming to now, which has been very good. So hopefully we can get some success coming up in the next couple of weeks and on the football field and on the netball court, which would be awesome. Um, as far as the juniors are going, I mean, we're, we're a separate club, um, but we are aligned together with Bomb Beach YCW. Um, they're at the bottom end of the oval. We're at the the other end. So, um, but we do have a close alignment. Like they're using, they've got the under seventeen boys, under eighteen girls having their presentation night in their rooms on Friday night. Um, we're putting that on for them. So that should be a good turnout. And um, there's some good players coming up through. So um, yeah, something that we're really proud of, and we we try and build to keep that connection going with them. And um, for a small little club in Bomb Beach, a really small suburb, there is some really good talented kids coming through, which is good for the future. Absolutely, so. absolutely. I just want to go, go on about the, the netball club a second. We've tried and failed, uh, I'm going to say dismally, to be honest, at, at the heights. Um, What's that, sorry? About the netball club. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the way you guys are going about it. We, we've tried at the heights a couple of times, and it's, and it's failed miserably. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that's because it was basically two separate clubs. Yep. It was the footy club and the netball club not combined. So yep. it shows you how important it is to, to get make you know, make everyone as one and have the same focus on what you're trying to do because we'll try and I think we're gonna try and get it back up again, but we just yep. it just fell apart because there was there was infighting and then there was this and that and we weren't on the right side, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear the nipple team's going really well. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we're learning from our experience. And, you know, like I said, I've been around Bomb Beach a long time and just seeing it through the, the last few years and um, we're all together. We're all part of the same club. We need to work together. Instead of being, like you said, if you try and do it two separate things, well, then it doesn't – yeah, you're not pulling together the same way. So if you can get everyone pulling the same way, well, then you get there a lot quicker. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. what we're finding, yeah. Yeah, just also a quick question that we've found as well is, is I guess, getting the – the past players back to the club. So having that sort of past players day. So how you been finding that as well? Yeah, that's another thing we've worked on too and trying to build that and uh, get the, the real, that connection with the past. Um, and I've tried saying it, like, and part of this, the one club is sort of trying to show that we are a family club and we want to let everyone know that you are, once you're in the Sharks, you're in that Shark family. And um, we had our 60th anniversary dinner this year and I spoke to the, the club about that, about being part of the family and, we want these past players to come back to the club as much as you can. And we all go through it. Like I did it myself. When you stop playing, you sort of feel like you're not part of it. And you don't want to be stepping on toes and, you know, you don't want to get in the way and you think you've had your turn and everything. But the club needs you, the past players, to hang around clubs. You need to be connected. And, and especially when you walk away from a club, even your own, um, you, you can so you can get a bit lost at times. Um, some people find, I found myself personally, you, you sort of, you have that hole, like you, you, you're at the club Tuesday, Thursdays, nights, Saturdays. You know, you, you put a lot of time and effort into a club when you're playing sport. So when you stop, you know, there's that there's that bit of a hole you need to. So I find the past players, you really need to keep connected with your club. They're great to have around and building the culture and um, 
you know, telling these stories. I mean, there might be mayo on all the stories, but they're still good stories. So <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> you still need to hear them, and the young fellas need to hear them, and uh, what what some of the older fellas have gone through to get there, and you know, like the old boys that worked through the tin sheds and all that. How they you know, when the club rooms are yeah. built, we haven't always had these great club rooms, so. You know, it's had, someone's had to do some work to get there, so I think you need your connection with your past players to to let the new fellows and the young fellows know what what the history of your club is. It's very, no, I, it's vital. I yeah. agree because I, you know, oh, I wouldn't call myself a past player. I, I call myself, I never was, not even has been. But you don't want to be that person that oh, when I played and when I played because you, you feel like you're just annoying people. But with mm. Josh, probably the last couple of years, he's really embraced that in all the players, and they want to yep. sort of hear your story, and you think, and that gives you a bit of pride as well. So it's like, well, yeah, I did do this, or I have done that, or mm. I've been here for a while and stuff like that. And it's just sort of off course a bit. I went and spent some time with uh, Peter Oakes. I love Peter Oakes. He's one of my boyhood heroes. And yep. he comes down every now and again, lives in the other side of the city. So I went and visited him, and uh, I was him for four or five hours bringing up the past, who he played for, and the heights, and all that kind of stuff. It was a wonderful day to spend with someone a bit older than me and, and, and connect, reconnect again. So I think it's really important. Whether the heights yep. had a really good year this year with their past players, I wasn't yep. here, unfortunately. But that's what we've. It used to be, you know, uh, whoever turns up, whoever turns up. Now it's a focus on getting as many people and family and everyone there to have a really good day. So it's a wonderful No, 100%. Thing. Yeah, it is. And, and we've we've got two committee members now. That's, that's what their focus is. Ant Hardy and uh, James Turbo, one of their main focus on the committee is the connection with the past players. Yeah, yeah. so they, they've got to try and uh, get them get them on board as, as past player members, get them to the past player functions, get them down on a Thursday night, get them there on a Saturday, and uh, and, and not just that, it's also we have a, a past players game at the start of the year. Um, so that, which is when they come down to a bit of training, it's almost like the, the Cowboys sort of philosophy of getting them. You, know, you come down and have a, you're coming down for training, but you're not having training. You have, you kick a ball and you have a beer and you have a yarn and and you're just you're checking in on each other and keeping an eye on each other and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's Beautiful. great. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, mate, and I appreciate you, you coming on and all your help for during the week. I've been speaking to you. You've been really helpful. Uh, give the club a plug for upcoming events and if if they do make the big dance, is it a, is it Roadbud? Rosebud. 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 We're at Rosebud this week. <laughs> we're playing Frankston Bombers in the footy, and we've got Frankston YCW in two of the netball games. So if anyone's – well, you guys might be a bit seedy on Sunday, but you might get an Uber down to Rosebud because you might not be drivable. We'll get, get someone to drive you and get down to Rosebud because there's going to be some good sport, good entertainment on. Uh, we've got three players playing their 50th this week. One of them I've already announced. But the other two I haven't given them the number yet, but I can put it on here and we'll see if they listen. Uh, Luke Verma, we've already said, is playing his 50th. Seen that, yeah. Sh- Sean Corrigan's going to play his 50th as well. And another defender that missed out on, on any recognition at the League Awards the other night, but we think he's had an awesome year, Ben McLean. So three big, big uh, milestone games for three awesome players this week. So Yeah, well done to uh, those. So hopefully we can get over the Bombers um, and get back into the big game. But the club presentation night's going to be coming up then after the – so next weekend's grand final, obviously, on the Sunday. And we'll have the club rooms open that night and hopefully we're kicking on. Um, but the club presentation night will be on the 30th of September, uh, Friday night from 6.30 to 1. Um, the tickets will be 40 bucks, and the link for those tickets will be on our socials. So keep an eye out for them. Um, you'll be able to buy them online. Um, I'd say it's going to be a big one. It's our 60th year, and we're hoping to add a bit of uh, silverware to the cabinet on that night. So um, 
Yeah, get your tickets and get along. Mate, if there's anyone besides Chelsea Heights I'd love to win for, <laughs> I, I'm absolutely sincere, is the Beaches. I'd yeah. love to see him yeah, win one. I've seen him lose a couple of times <sighs> down there, and it's just, you know, I think everyone deserves to win one someone, every now and again, and, and sometimes it's just time. So we wish yeah. you all the, all the very best, mate. I uh, appreciate that. And like I said, it's our 60th anniversary. It would be a fitting, fitting tribute if we could do it. I mean, it's been 38 years since we've won one, and... Um, but uh, like, just as you're saying, like Bully's coaching there, and he's a great uh, Bomb Beach connection, and his dad was as well. And um, the Bull family have got a great connection. Oh, I work for the Bull, so I've got, I've got to uh, own up to a bit of a connection there. <laughs> Hopefully, he pays me this week. So, <laughs> but um, I just want to wish you guys well this weekend. All the best. I hope you get up, um, Bully. But it's not just Bully. There's a few Bonnie boys playing for you as well. In, Joel Rippingale, uh, Flanners, Gary Carpenter, Timo Shanessy, Ezzy Turner, Nathan Robinson. So there's some quality players that have come down the road from our club to, to you, and I wish those guys personally well and hope to see they get up as well because um, they've all been part of our journey at Bomb Beach and we wish them all the success. Wonderful. Yeah, lovely. Great yeah. words. All right, mate, we'll let you go, and uh, good luck on the weekend, mate. Yeah, get Good on you, boys. Yeah. Thanks for the program. We love what you're doing for the local community. No, no worries. worries. Thank you. Cheers. Good on you, boys. Thanks See you, mate. Bye. Bye. It's time for... Uh... Hey, before we go to the time, yeah. I don't even know Bomb Beach's uh, theme song. You don't? No, I don't. Are you I kidding? Have, no, 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 no. Do you want me to start it off? Let's let it rip. Do you want me to start it off? Okay. Well, let's, actually, let's let it no. It starts off like this. Good old Kylie. <laughs> Hang on. What's it say here? Oh. Hang on. We've got a football team at Bomb Beach. We the red, the black and white. <laughs> there you go. I can honestly I, say I, I've never heard that. First time ever. Not that I actually, you know, encroached the Bomb Beach rooms after us that day, but um, can't say I've ever heard that before. My dad played at Bomb Beach, so I'm going to quiz. You better quiz. I reckon it's got to be a, a new one or a different structured one. I'll, 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 sure. I'll quiz Reggie on that one. Definitely. On definitely. He'd know. Yeah. But I do hope Bomb Beach wins. <laughs> oh, for oh, sure. Because yeah, the, the guys will sing it a lot better than uh, oh. what we just heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying right. it's a bad a song. Pa- I'm just just saying. a bit more passion, you reckon? <laughs> exactly. I reckon if they get up on uh, on Saturday, you'll, you'll hear it for the next couple of days. Probably a week, I reckon. Oh, that'd be good. I to reckon. beat Frank's and my C, would be even better. <sighs> Time for b- bizarre social media. What do we got this week? Oh, what well, we got this week? What about safe? Right. Bizarre hey, social hey, media. Hang on. I've just got to get a thing. falls. And no one can is there to hear it fall. Does it make a noise? So, does a penguin get cold? What way does your bath water go? Clockwise or anti-clockwise? When you take the plug out, you know these are questions which are going to be asked of us. These are questions we've got to have the answers to. Um, you know, we're always looking for solutions, and we've got to come up with the you know solve the equation sometimes. But you know, Sam's had a lovely haircut. It's started to grow out now. Coops is here working silently away. Robbie's over there. It's the first time he's been quiet today. Terry's brought a briefcase in, you know. He's got four Japanese talking dogs in there. But, you know, this is, this is what we work with and we'll continue to work hard.
magnificent. Right, just before magnificent. we kick on, I've just got yep. a, I've just, um, something's fallen out of my top pocket. <laughs> oh. A little Ziploc bag of me. Uh, hey, here we are. Uh, Any inflammatories from me, Gary Jack? <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, I'll get rid of it and no one can be charged. <laughs> hey, you've got two weeks oh, off uh, Channel mate, 7. Seriously. <laughs> Could have two what? weeks off. Uh, I, I want to discuss this, what's going on in the, in the current game at the moment with this. This do or die, I'm going to play in finals. So, look, we'll go back to 1989. Was Dermot Broden? Remember the broken ribs? And you could see yep. the, the uh, top wets. It was like a blow-up sort of thing that he wore under his under his jumper. You could well, tell he was, was hurt. Wetsuit or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, wetsuit. The, uh, the Geelong players really went for him because they knew he was, he was hurt. As they should, though. As they should. But That's don't right. forget, he hit them yes. beforehand. Yep. He hit Yates, and Yates owed him one. This is Yates' last game. He deserves to be hit. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we've got we've got the current day players. We've got Christian Petrarca this week is going to play with a broken leg. So it's a hairline <laughs> fracture. I've had one myself from my ankle, which I didn't even know I had. So I had an x-ray. Doctor said, nah, all good, all fine. You've just done a ligament. It was actually a, a fracture. Went to Bali for a couple, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Wondering why everything's not getting better and in pain every night. And uh, here's a guy that's going to play with a with, uh, hairline fracture and he's just going to be a lot of pain. Um, and then I read today about North Queensland uh, Cowboys just playing the NRL. Eyes weak. Tom Tom Dearden uh, is willing to have his ruptured testicle amputated to play in the upcoming final series. So he's saying, if it doesn't get better, I want to play. Just cut it off, mate. That's that's dedication. <laughs> that's also, dedication. Where does it end? Where does it end? I don't this? know where you can. I mean, I, I look. I don't. So he'll have a new nickname. Speedball. <laughs> yeah. He will. <laughs> just, what are you doing? I'm on the speedball. Oh, that's just. <laughs> ouch. I mean, I trust me. I, I played once with a broken heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's about it. Why would you have your nut chopped off? Seriously. <laughs> Although, having said that, the ruckman from the Heights. Oh, Gus McPherson. Um, yeah, well, he's, he's ruptured. Injury, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And he was there for about six or seven weeks. And I, I said to Dave Lee, I said, I'm prepared to strap it up. I'll do anything we can for it. I'll put, put in plaster or ice or whatever <laughs> after the game. Maybe we need him on the back. <laughs> oh, very funny. But, oh, yeah. We'll have a, have a music break and then we'll um, get into our sponsors. sponsor corner. Today, or tonight, will be uh, Streaker Marine. Ooh. And we'll speak to Sean in a moment. Time for, oh, who doesn't love the Huda Gurus, firstly? Mate, it's time for our uh, sponsor corner, local business. Hello, Sean speaking. Yes, it is. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. It's Todd and the hey. boys from uh, the footy show. How are you going? I am good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, mate, we're really good, and we're glad you're answered, because otherwise we'd just really support that segment. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't have plan B. Uh, um, I actually forgot myself, so I'm glad oh, I did as well. Uh, that's all right. No worries. We've got someone else to ring later on. I bet you they don't even answer, so... <laughs> Um, righto, so welcome to the, the show, mate. Just tell us a bit about yourself, your business, uh, where you're at, located at the moment. Or, have you got a couple of stores or you got the main one or just give yeah, us a rundown on what you do? So we uh, we have a uh, boat retail business. It's called Streaker Marine. We, um, we've been in business. The, the business has been running for uh, uh, 49 years, since 1973, and it's spent most of its time as a manufacturer of our own brand called Streaker Boats. And we um, we uh, sold that recently to one of our um, one of our alliance companies. So we, we're a full retail business now. We're, we we had our main headquarters in Bayswater, which is uh, sort of near Ringwood, um, just off 
Broome Road in Eastlink, um, if you know where that is. And these days, with the way um, technology is, there's less stores and more sort of online activity. So we um, we ha- we have a, a large uh, showroom down in Bayswater, and that's where we sell our um, predominantly trailer boats. And we sell all the bigger brands. So we um, we have some large brands that are called uh, Quintrex, which is a massive aluminium brand. We do Cruise Craft, which is a big fiberglass brand, and Yamaha outboards and everything. So we are. Uh, yeah, family business. We love what we do, and um, we think we're in a pretty good industry. I've actually been there. I spoke to Sean the other week about going down to Streaker. I looked at a boat, and it was wonderful. They, just, they bought us what this, and put this on, we'll do this on this. And the final price is about 70 grand. <laughs> was, it, was it a yellow fin? No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, we mate, do yellow that. Yep. I was just a Quinny, um, Ocean Spirit or something. That was a great boat. And then the problem is my wife thought I could buy a brand new boat for 20 grand. So the 50 grand difference sort of just didn't weigh up. And I spoke to Shaw the other day. Okay, mate, sorry about that, but I just had to go on somewhere else. So. But it's a good yeah, setup. It's, it's, worth the, it's worth the drive out there. They've got, mate, you like boats. And one of the blokes right on the thing is thinking about buying a boat. Um, get down there and have a look because they're really good blokes down there. And it's a, like you just fall in love with everything you see down there. So just watch the, watch the coin. Um, tell us, Sean, Sean. Tell us what's new in the marine business. Is there anything you know? Wow, wow factor oh, come out this year or last year? Or? Yeah. Look, um, some of those bigger businesses that are you know, Quintrexes alike, they've they've had some pretty strong years over um, the last couple of years. So they've spent a lot of money recently on development, and it's I suppose the big thing that they're they're working on these days is making boating easier for people. Um, so first-time boaters can just have a turnkey package that they're, they're often going. So in ways that we can make, you don't have to be, you know, a, a boaty or a boat sort of expert to, to get a, a lot out of these things anymore. We, um, a major majority of the people that buy our boats these days are first-time boat buyers, and we sort of focus on that. So we, um, we have a, a full-time employee here that just takes people out in their new boats and teaches them how to use it properly. And a lot of the new development stuff isn't quite as exciting it's more more functional to uh to make boating easier you know we've got things like um helm master which is a, a yamaha rigging component where we can actually gps lock the boat to hold its position so if you're you're out in the bay and you're squid fishing for an example you can literally push a button and the boat will hold its position where it is at that stage you don't have to anchor anymore Jeez. um there's things like that these these days that's coming out which is just you know, it's technology that's becoming more affordable and it's it's doing more things than we ever thought it would. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting for us. We're sort of boat nerds as well. We, 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 we're right into that sort of stuff and we enjoy it. But, um, yeah, that's that's probably where the bigger jumps in that industry are these days. We, we have a lot of young families that are getting into it these days um, that are they're buying their first or second boat and they're, they're doing a lot more fishing and, and family weekends away, and um, yeah, that, that's 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 good for us because we um, we like to look after them. What what about how did you find? Like I bought ordered mine probably eighteen months ago or something like that. It took ages to get here. I told you yeah. when I got here it was the wrong colour. Um, <laughs> just the, it was it beige? <laughs> right, it's just, it still breaks my heart when I talk about it. I ordered a black one. <laughs> And they sent me down there and said, that's it. I said, no, it's not the boat. But it's a nice boat. It's, it's, not, it's a nice boat, but it's not the one I ordered. And right next to the the black one was a white one. 
And the guy goes, he goes, it's funny. He goes, you ordered a black one, got a white one. The guy ordered a white one, got a black one. He said, you know, if you just swap them over, because they're exactly the same boat motor and everything. Yeah. He goes, he goes, nah. The other guy's fallen in love with the black one. I go, well, I haven't fallen on the white one. So. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a great start in my boating career. Yeah, but no. I, I, what I was told that so many people were buying boats, caravans, all that kind of stuff. Is it, mm. did, did you see that? Is that the way it was in the boating industry? Yeah, there was definitely a spike in the market. And like a lot of things, you know, it got pretty tough to get some certain materials and it was a, a little bit volatile in the market. There was a huge demand, but it was hard to get some stuff. Some of the smarter businesses, doesn't matter if it's the marine game or whatever you're doing, the ones that are a bit more organised and forecast a little bit better reap the benefits in that and they um, they had the stock and they're a bit more organised. But, you know, it is, it is a leisure industry and it's great, but you do have to be switched on. You know, you gotta, you got to get the colours right, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, we did um yeah, there's you know there's there's always some stories out there, but we um you know we're very focused and we we employ very good people I suppose which makes the difference. We're a family business, but we've got um some great really strong employees that that, that make us look good I suppose. Where a lot of these other guys they're just running around like headless jokes and there's hoping they don't muck up too much. But um yeah, that's that's just the way that we do it. I, you reminded me of um I don't know if you guys remember the. The National Lampoons, the Griswolds, when he picks up his new car, it's the wrong colour. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> but, um, it's a completely different car. <laughs> no, it's a sports just, car. It's it. the wrong car. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, this is how, like I, said, I explained to you the other day. I, I actually banned the guy from ringing me. I had to cut his number off because he's driving me crazy. He goes, but it's a really good boat. I go, it's not the one I wanted. And then I told him, uh, Sean, the other day, I go, he said, oh, look, it's going to take an extra few weeks on the live bait tank. I said, I never ordered a live bait tank. So I got this live bait tank in the end for free, which I didn't order. And then because I got it painted, I had to get the, the decals. And they were from Queensland because it's a Queensland manufacturer. I said, that's fine. Yep. You know what I mean? And then he goes, oh, this floods. Oh, just another weight. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he said, look, oh, look, I've got this. One more problem. I'm thinking, seriously, I'm going to not buy this boat soon. He goes, the, the ski pole. He goes, that's going to take a few extra weeks. I said, mate. Do I look like a skier? Do I look like I ordered a ski pole? Seriously? And by this stage, and I told my wife, and she rang him up and tore shreds off him because we sort of know I mentioned the names. It's just out of control, you know what I mean? Love it. Sounds like you should have spent the extra 20 grand, mate. I should have. I should have told my wife. For an extra 20 grand, no more dramas. Did you have your knee brace on when you were down there purchasing the boat? Just oh, yeah, to show you were scared? Yeah, well, I'm the world's fattest water skier. You know what I mean? Hey, Sean, you were talking about that you're uh, a boat nerd. And uh, yeah. what type of boat do you have? And uh, do you use it out in the bay or where do you oh, go out? Yeah, we're very fortunate um, that, you know, the industry we're in, we're, we also like to do that stuff on the weekends as well. So we... Um, we actually have multiple boats where we've got a, um, a water ski racing background, actually. So we've got some high performance stuff that's, um, that's, I suppose, pretty quick. And, um, we, we like that sort of realm, but we, now that, um, we're a little bit, you know, we've got some kids and we, we, we do a lot more weekend sort of boating these days. So we, um, we go to places like the Gippsland Lakes and Welsh Pool and places like that and have some more overnight sort of weekend boating. Um, which you know the, the kids love, so we can park it up on the beach and have a campfire and do some fishing and all those sort of things, and get away for the weekend and go to some pretty unique places. So um, yeah, we have that, and then we've got the fast boat. But with the fast boats, I'm sort of the only guy smiling in it these days. The kids are sort of 
hanging on hanging and, on and not too keen on it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that that's more our um, our style these days. The wife likes it as well, and we can um, get away and spend some time with the family. And just going back to uh, you haven't answered my question. I just want to give you a, an update on that. So going <laughs> yeah. back to the family one, what type of boat do you recommend? that you have to the people who are listening, e.g. me, yeah, with a young family, what would be good to go out? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, we, we like to ask questions more than tell people. So we like to know your circumstances with where you're going to store the boat, how you're going to tow it, Front what vision to do with it. Yeah, perfect. And then obviously the budget as well. Um, Quintrex are probably the strongest uh, brand and and the strongest sort of market out there. They they own pretty much every other brand out there anyway. They build sort of fifteen to twenty thousand boats a year and they're um they're they're a big business. So they sort of they, they have hundred and twenty odd different models and they'll have something to cater um, what most people want to do. And with that particular brand they're they're incredibly strong with their resale value. So you you know, you buy the right thing, you use it for a while and especially in today's market you can get 100% of your money back. Um, so their most common is the, is the Quintrex models, and they range from sort of four metres up to seven metres, and depending on what you want to do with it and how much you want to spend, they normally have a model that suits most people. Well, Sean, you still haven't answered the question, mate. <laughs> the question well, was, there's no what, one... car, I, what I, boat do you have that you go down to the lakes with, with your family, Nate? Um, so we, we have two. We we have a one called a Maritec. Uh, we have a one called a Riviera, which is a, oh, uh, yeah. like a like a forty odd sort of foot thing that we we have a bit of a brokerage with the bigger stuff as well. Yeah. And then we have a um, we have a Yellowfin seven thousand Southerner, which is oh, like a plate dream. aluminium. Yeah. yeah. They're beautiful. They're they're a good bit of gear. We do a lot with those and. You can sort of do anything in them. You can yeah, be you inland can. waters, or you can you can go out chasing swordfish out, out on the continental shelf out there. So, the, I probably use the yellow fin the most. Um, still easy to tow, and you can go anywhere and do anything in it. So that's that's normally my go-to with the the, the boats that, that we have. Um, but I'm pretty fortunate that I don't have to have the same boat for too long. I I turn and burn them pretty quick, so um, oh, get the, a, a bit of a variety. So you can accidentally at the heads bring it up on the shore on the Queenscliff side around about four o'clock. Is that what we're saying with the, with the bag, t- incoming tide? With a bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, mate, before we let you go, um, we just want to thank you for being a local sponsor of local footy and especially the heights this year. It's been amazing. Um, we're really thankful for that. Um, so if you... If someone wants to, like the man next to me, wants to purchase a boat, new or used, how do we get in touch with you? What's the, what's the best way? Uh, our showroom's in Bayswater off Mountain Highway. Uh, most people sort of will get in touch with us either by popping in, having a look. We're open six days a week um, or via our website or even our um, social media or YouTube channels. If you just look up Streaker Marine, you'll, you'll find a lot of information that our if you want to touch and feel them, we're just off Mountain Highway in Bayswater, which is um, just a few minutes off Bronya Road off Eastleigh. Do you have black and, boats? Um, 
Which one? <laughs> black, 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 black Yeah, I've got some black ones, I've got some white ones, and hopefully I won't cock it up. I'm not getting it to the white You've got mine, have you? 4.8 minutes desk age is lying there. What's your, uh, what's your feeling on the on Chelsea this weekend? You reckon they're going to do all right? Mate, they couldn't play any worse than they did two weeks ago, and they played pretty well last week. But like, different team to get in. It's going to be a tough game, but if they bring their A game... I reckon they've got a big massive... They've got a huge chance. So. Yeah. yeah, as I was saying to Todd, I love going in as underdogs. Um, so that will, that will really suit him as well. So I've, I've got a nervous streak. My um, my neighbour is is Josh Bull and my neighbour <laughs> next to that is Luke Capscott. So, oh, um, right. <laughs> Fun, funny uh, about that. Coach, yeah. coach yeah, of the number one player <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Do but, they have a um, No, they're good fellas, and it's a, it's a, it's a bloody good team. So we, uh, we feel privileged to be a part of it. Wonderful. Good. Well, good on you, mate. Thanks very much for that, and uh, hopefully this man will come and see you soon. Yeah. No, nah, it's all good, guys. I appreciate you calling. No dramas. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Thanks mate. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> We're back. We're nearly ready for our local footy legend interview for this week. Um, we've got the great man Peter Hogan, who uh, is a. I think he's ingrained in the in the walls there at uh, Bomb Beach. I definitely think he is. Yeah. I've, yeah I've, funny enough, I don't think I've ever met Peter myself yeah, personally, met Peter. but I've heard a lot about him. Yep. And I think he's just one of those guys that you know, like I said, just ingrained in in like a footy in Bomb Beach and the cricket. Footy and everything to do with the beaches. So. Peter, how you going, mate? How you going, mate? Good, yourself? Hell all right. It's uh, Grant Reynolds here. Probably don't remember me, but I did play a bit of cricket with you back when I was a very young lad. You obviously know my old man, Reggie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no worries, Grant. Yeah. How'd I go? Do I get any runs? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did all right back in the day. Um, look, th- <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight. Um, oh, no worries, mate. Yeah, just wanted to know, uh, or tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do now and growing up and uh, your junior footy days. Well, I, I uh, the old mum and dad and the family, they moved up here uh, August 1967 and uh, the old man bought the licensed grocer at Bond Beach. So your old man would like it. <laughs> it would have been a regular. I've seen him a bit. Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, I end up lobbing in St. Joey's in grade three, halfway or whatever it is, August. And uh, and I, I, well, I don't know whether it's unfortunately, but anyway, Bunce, Peter Solder end up my best mate sort of thing. He, he he took me under his wing, which was good. And uh, uh, the next year we played in the flag, 1968 St. Joey's. We played under 11s in a flag. And um, we were both on the on the bench. We, we had a priest coaching us. And he used to wear his, uh, his work gear, you know, so the white collar and that. And uh, we probably had to be a four or five overage kids, but no one, ever, <laughs> no one ever challenged it. I mean, who would? And we so we went through undefeated, and and I think uh, 
Bunce and I probably got to be at uh, two minutes game time for the year. <laughs> and and I, I remember the grand final. I got on with about uh, 10 seconds to go, and, and Bunce did too. So we both gone. And the ball was just getting – there's no one else here but me, and it's just going to land on my chest. And one of the overages come in, corked me, and took the mark. <laughs> So, so I got the limp off. <laughs> so I was like a wounded soldier as if I won the game sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was the introduction to, you know, Melbourne footy sort of thing. And we used to wear, there was some Joeys then, we used to wear the uh, blue and gold. And the, the same priest that coached us, he buried for Essendon, so he soon changed the colours. So it, it ended up changing to... Chelsea wore C and they used to wear um, black and yellow, uh, black and red. But uh, now, now they're sharks. Now they're, they're red, white, and black sharks. You know, they're in the right colours. Um, uh, but uh, you know, after that, uh, YC only went to under fourteens, I think, when I was playing. But as I said, the old man had the license grazer, and, and there was a butcher. Like it was a pretty pretty thrifty shopping centre in those days, you know, there was a, a case shop, a butcher and a, 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 a barber and a milk bar, uh, a chemist, you know, so it was a busy sort of shopping centre. Well, the butcher, he was a Bomb Beach bloke and so, and he spoke 100 miles an hour, you, you couldn't get a word into, you know, anything, but he was a good bloke and anyway, he said, um, are you playing footy? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah, it's Sunday at YC. Oh, good. You're doing nothing Saturday, he said. And so in those days, it was about 1971, the old tin shed days of Bomb Beach. And uh, the under-15s used to play a curtain raiser to the seconds. And there, there was always a home game because the, the under-17s would play a curtain raiser to the ones and they one side would be like, which I don't know how they did all this because you'd need gatekeepers, you'd need canteen, you'd need trainers. You'd... Anyway, they they did all this. And so, you you know, that year I played Saturday with, with uh, under-15s and, and I reckon I played about six games in the twos because they, when they were short, and other than that, if if you did if they weren't short, you'd get a gig goal umpiring or boundary or tongue keeping or something like that. But anyway, that was my introduction to Bond Beach and you know, it was it was it was fantastic. Um uh, I think my first year under fifteens, we lost the granny by three points. And uh, our best player who won the league best in Paris, he didn't play, he was injured. So but anyway, the old tin sheds were good. Um, uh, you know, there was, that was more introduction to Bomb Beach, probably. <laughs> but that was fantastic. It was good. Hoke, tell us about your senior games. Were they after your stints at the 17s or at the back end of your career? Or was it more of a in and out sort of situation? Yeah, uh, look. Uh, the, the, the club now, the, the present day club, I, I do the timekeeping for the seconds and the ones, and uh, you know the old bloke's job. <laughs> but I mean, it's a smart job because you get the best view, yeah, true, and, and you don't get wet. <laughs> exactly. So, right. 
But you're not allowed to drink Sorry. anymore, are you? They used to be. Didn't they ban rules about drinking? Because I remember Larkin, Larkin got on the turf one day at somewhere and it went for 45 minutes, one of the quarters. Like on that's, the- what, that's, that's why I took over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been a point. Oh, oh, Tommy, he was good. Yeah. But um, the um, I, I was at Red Hill and uh, and the club, the, the present, they, they – they present. They get life members, uh, or you know, people to present first gamers. You know, present them to jumper before the game, sort of thing. Half time in the seconds, and I reckon Smithy might, might have been struggling because uh, Red Hill at Red Hill. Oh Jesus, I can't find a life member. Oh bloody Hoges in the timekeeper's box. I'll grab him. And anyway, so I, I presented me jumper to. Um, Bo Bailey's brother, Taj Bailey, he's a good little player. Um, and and I told him the story about me. I said to him, like I said to the group, and I said, listen, I hope your first game doesn't go like mine. And they go, what? And I said, it was in the, the 19th and 20th days, you know, when there was no interchange. It was either you're off, you're off sort of thing and you're on. You know, and uh, I said it was at Somerville, and I said Max King was the chairman of selectors, and he told me to warm up at the 15 minute mark of the first quarter. And so I'm running, you know, you do these 30 meter runs. I, I was not exhausted to tell you that. <laughs> and and anyway, I, I, and he goes, no, 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 sit down again, sit down again. Oh, okay. So I sit down again and. Anyway, after about 15 of these warm-ups, I thought, geez, I've played a game already. <laughs> and anyway, I never got on. He, he never me on. <laughs> so I didn't even have to have a shower. Just get changed straight to the bar. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. But uh, for me, I, I put all my games together in um, in two years, 79, 80, I sort of played. Uh, in the ones and uh, um, yeah, that was it. So uh, yeah, I well, probably probably didn't train hard enough. <laughs> I think we're all on that boat. So so just a little bit of background. You played f- for Bomb Beach from 1972 to 1987, which is a great effort. Over 200 games, including your, your thirds and reserves games and and, um, and seniors. Uh, yeah. So in 1982 and 83. Uh, you must yeah. have found some consistency there because you won back to back BNS in the reserves. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in '81, uh, I didn't play footy. I, I, I did my ankle. I needed an operation on my ankle, and I weighed things up. Do I want to? If I have the operation straight away. I'd be able to play footy, and that means I'll be able to do a pre-season and sweat and all that, or have the operation, play cricket, play cricket where you don't have to do four four hundreds and. Well, you never <laughs> ran anyway, so you're lucky there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I decided to have the operation after cricket. So I played cricket, and then had the operation, and and I've got this cask on. With no heel, I said, can I have a heel? So I went, no, you're not allowed to touch the green. You're not allowed. And I said, oh, okay. And anyway, so I log up the club footy season thinking, oh, well, I've got a pretty easy year here. 
and uh, Brian Aids grabs me and he said, Hoes, you're not doing anything. And I said, no, I can't play here. You know? And he goes, no, no, we need someone to coach the under-18s. And I said, oh, mate, yeah, but how am I going to coach him? I'm, I'm not allowed to put my foot on the ground. He won't even give me a heel. No, 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 he'll be right. Oh, you reckon? No, yeah, 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 yeah. And anyway, he's a great bloke, Ryan Aids, I love him. And uh, he, uh, I said to him, um, oh, here we going for kids. We got, oh, we got plenty, heaps, he goes. And, oh, beauty. But I said, oh, all right, mate, I'll, I'll give it a go. And so anyway... We set the train and date, and we turn up, and there's three blokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, "Oh, Jesus!" Anyway, I I end up. Uh, so if you grab the leaders, they'll just do the rest for you. So you, you grab Mickey Clinton, like I grab some handy players, Mickey and Johnny Clinton, and Noel, the younger one, and uh, Tubby Diamond, and you know. Uh, so in the end, Joffa. Joffa ended up playing, and so we we had a pretty good side and a good bunch of blokes too. Like I had a ball doing it, and uh, we ended up points beat us. I think they played us about five times, and we started at twenty goals, but we got it back to about eight in the green final. So, so that was me eighty one, and then so I hadn't played, and so eighty two and three, I was pretty fresh, <laughs> but I wasn't fit. <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was me. Oh, that's the only thing I can think of. 80, 80, 82 and three, but it was good fun. I loved it. I did play one game in eighty-two against Langy because it was really wet and we had about ten injuries. So they threw me in the centre. How <laughs> <laughs> did your fitness go? Hey, how did your fitness go? Oh, well, they, they, they try and make you run there, you know. <laughs> they handball the ball in front of you, and so you've got to run into it and stuff like that. Like. It's a carrot. It's like a carrot. <laughs> What's that? At the twos, you've you got to go back and dive on the ground <laughs> and get it. <laughs> got to get your own ball in the twos, that's correct, isn't that's it? it? Yeah. That's it, that's it. That's right. Yeah. So, but look at it, the honour board. Uh, tell us about some great names on there. There's Tony Wern with... Well, triple best and fairest winner, 1969, 70, 71. you got uh, the great Possum Carpenter, Scott McLean, uh, the brother of Big Trev, won four, and a few players on the AFL list. This is uh, Gora and Batsloff. So you've had some decent bit of talent down here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wooney was the first one you said, was it? Yep, yeah. yeah well, he, I, at, when he was at Bomb Beach... I, I sort of can't remember him. I think he might have left 69 or something like that. And as I said, they were playing away when we were playing at home sort of thing. So, so I didn't have much to do with him until cricket. And But I played a lot of cricket with him. And uh, he, he's a ripping bloke. And, yeah. like, he, he used to drive us because we were underage. And he had the Chelsea Heights uh, license grocer. Yeah, Wernies. Yeah. It was just Wernies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it was actually called IGA or anything at the time. Yeah, it was just Wernies. No, it wasn't the IGA then. No, no. And anyway, uh, so he, we'd bunce and I'd get a lift with him. And and I, I was the backstop. And uh, and bunce, bunce and Wernie would have a couple of cans on the way. And they'd say, why don't you have one? And I said, oh, geez. I said, I have enough trouble. 
I said, get me gloves to the ball. It'll end up going through hitting him in the head or something. And so, anyway, so they'd have a couple on the way. Punch, he was only about 17 or something, but he didn't. We, we you know, like my old man had a license, Grace, so we, we'd sort of tried his stuff too. <laughs> and uh, Possum, Possum was, was a gun. He, he was a. He was a legend. Um, I, I changed Rack Row with him in uh, 79. Um, you know, uh, he, he was just he was a great footballer. And uh, and once um, I'd, I'd come back and changed, uh, like the runner came out and said, I was on the ball and, and change, change. And so I come back and the bloke on the after- Back flank, the bloke was supposed to be looking, he'd fainted. So I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but they all thought it was me and they all ran at me. And... Yeah, uh, it was a hot day, though, I'm telling you. Not enough fluids. Not yeah, enough fluids right. in the system. Yeah, that's it. He, he, dehydration, that's what I said. Yeah. And Scotty, um, Scotty McLean could play. Oh, Scotty McLean. Scotty yeah. McLean was a gun. He, he was a what a player he was, you know. Like, uh, he was a ripping bloke and, you know, the whole family, you know. Or, you know, Jackie, like Jackie was president of Bonnie for years. And, you know, I played cricket with them all too. They were all cricketers. And Trev, Trev's my favourite. He's a ripper. Um, Gora, what a champion he was. But loved himself. He, he, <laughs> He had, he had plenty. He had plenty to love about. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you against Dingley. We played Dingley at Dingley once, and uh, we lost by a point. And we we kicked nineteen goals, something to whatever Dingley kicked it, but they won by a point. And Gora kicked eighteen goals, one. Jesus. And and I went into the club rooms after the game, and Gora's there, and I said to him, you lost us the game. That was the easiest <laughs> one. <laughs> and then I, I went in I went in the Dingley club rooms, <laughs> and who do you think runs in? He didn't even have a share. He put his shoe, shirt on. He said, you're joking, aren't you? You're joking. <laughs> and I said, well, it was pretty easy, wasn't it? <laughs> And I mean, and the other bloke, Kane, Kane Batsloff, like, hey, you talk about getting drafted. Well, I think three clubs wanted him. Like, he, he, he sort of, he didn't turn up at training sometimes. And But, I mean, he was a great bloke, Kane, and, and a great player. But this is how good he was. Three AFL clubs sort of, you know, were interested in him. So, you know. So, you know, they're, they're, they're all good blokes, good personalities. Yeah, oh, you've had some, yeah, like I said, just looking at the honour boards, that's some really, really good players. I mean, some modern-day players there that are fantastic as well. And um, mm. uh, Yeah, and Bully was on there as well. He's the best and fairest winner there, Chris. Yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah it's really good. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was your favourite position and, and, and probably who was your toughest opponent you ever played against? Wow. Oh. I had a left foot, so that got me out of a lot of trouble because I think players were a lot dumber in my day because you just turn on your left and you'd gain a yard. So so I was ruck rover or centre 
Um, I love playing against Pines. You know, like it, it, it was a bit of a war on the field, but I tell you what, you'd have great fun after. Yeah. It was, you know, like probably more some of the most mates I've made out opposition sides. It'd be Pines place, you know. Um, uh, the president, Jeff Fugus and um, Dunny and bloody Jackie Norris and that, you know, just great blokes. Um, Sherman and and Lard, you know, like just good people. And I oh, used to we used to have a fair crack on the field and and you know, when it come to that sort of stuff, they they probably did all right, except for uh Thank God we had Lee and Possum. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they went they, they went over to the dark side, didn't they? Did Possum? <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. They both, yeah. Possum chasing the flags, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, mate, I only played juniors against him, but I got abused and abused and abused and abused, and it was only by the women in the canteen, and I was nasty <laughs> enough. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Um, do, you, do, you, do you play any in the apprenticeships? For the for the I played beaches? in the flag. Yep. I played in the played in the flag in uh, in the seconds in nineteen seventy seven. Yep. Uh, uh, I think I was nineteen, and um, Johnny Romeo coached it. Oh yep. Yeah, and um, and played with a lot of colourful characters. They were older blokes, and feeling them, I have never felt safer on the footy field. Because I think the umpire was scared of half of them, <laughs> and and they just got away with stuff like, you know, like like my my first coaches at Bond Beach were based like Max King, and and they always drummed India, you know, if something starts one in all in, you just make it a bit of a dance sort of thing, and you know, it's just a show and all. And so, and so my first game in the in the uh, seconds. Uh, there's a bit of a blow, so I go running in, and this big Jonesy grabs me, the ruckman, and he said, "What are you doing?" He said, "That'll be right." He goes, and anyway, the ball's balled up because one of their blokes hit one of their blokes, and the ball's balled up, and the ball gets away, and all I can hear is sort of like a, <laughs> and, and I sort of turn around, and there's another bloke fainted. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't even cold. <laughs> and Big Jonesy's just got a smile on his face. <laughs> he used to love it. <laughs> he, uh, he, ripping, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I got dropped. I played in 79 like every game. I got injured at the end, but I come back. And I thought I played a fair game in the second semi. And uh, the Dirty Rats dropped me. And I couldn't even win you about it because they won by about 12 goals. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was hoping to be close sort of thing so I could say, geez, we would have won by five. Lord, anyway. Also, Hugs, you're, you're, I know you're a very keen cricketer and you're with a, a group of guys that, uh, for the listeners out there that uh, actually had a runner in the Melbourne Cup last year. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, actually, the... Um, the, the Ocean X is a footy club syndicate. Yep. They've got a footy club, uh, a cocky runs a syndicate, and and we, we fluked this all, so we had 5% of it, and uh, 
Uh, yeah, what a yeah. The trouble is, it was it was the syndicate first started, and uh, there's a few non-punters in the syndicate, and they expect this sort of stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> take, so, take, take on so the sh- take on the sheets. <laughs> we've got a few uh, two-year-olds that haven't started, and and they're still paying money and saying, "Look, well, what's going on?" <laughs> they want another ocean eggs, but. Uh, no, it was fantastic. We, you know, we we got hats made, and no, it was good. They were a horse, you know, and no, that was good fun. And you obviously went to went to the races on the day and had a big day. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there was that many of us, so only some of us went. And, yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, they, they had a ball. The place that went, I used to watch them on telly. I, I never went and watched it. Uh, they all wanted to go, and they were keen. And I was happy to watch it on uh, on the telly, so uh, it was fantastic. That's uh, good, mate. Uh, lastly, mate, before you go, and thanks very much for coming on. Um, no worries. Oh, you, we've been told you tell a few stories and a couple of funny ones. Yeah. So have, you, have you got a, a ripple one, one of your favourites you want to tell us and tell everyone out here? Uh, look. One that's one, you, one you can, one that's not won't dob anybody <laughs> in, one that won't rat anyone, one no, get no, in trouble. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you, see, one one bloke I grew up with, and it, 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 like he's an old fella and um, a big Brian Age. He's a bit of a legend down there. And I'll, I'll just a couple of things that he used to do, like in the when when we had the new rooms built, it was it was all um, sort of tiles and that, and so. And we'd have the biggest discos there. Like they'd go, go till five in the morning. I don't know how the neighbours, but the police used to come up and have a drink with us and everything. <laughs> but, um, but um, but you'd need you'd need someone to clean up and all that. And so at the end of like the night, Brian Aids in those days, you could pull pull the barrel plunger up a bit and save a bit. And so that's what he used to do. And he'd say, oh, no, nah, it's all gone. No more beer. <laughs> and everyone would get out. And then Sunday, the people that turned up, he'd push it back down again, you know. And uh, and so we cleaned up this day. And Peter Ingham, I got there, I said to him, I said, no, nah, just give me in to clean up. And I said, I'll be back by two. Anyway, five o'clock, we're still drinking. And I said to him, I said to him, you said half a gallon. He said, well, I thought there was only half a gallon, but there's about five of us there or five, five in the morning. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you another thing, our, our warm-ups, these sides that do warm-ups and that, our warm-ups, because we used to have to bring the 18ers upstairs and so he'd get the players before they ran out, the ones we'd have to carry about six or seven barrels upstairs. So, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I want to tell about one of my favourites, Trev. Trev McLean. Yeah, yeah. Like I was chairman of selectors a bit and sort of players payments and oh, listen. Anyway, I kept having a bit of a crack at Trev about getting rubbed out all the time. I said, mate. You've got to control yourself, you know, and, and all this. Because Lang Warren used to just put this little bloke on him and tell they used to tell the little bloke, just upset him because, and Trevor would take him out, the little bloke out, plus about four of his mates, and get four weeks. And 
Anyway, so I had a big chat with Trev and I said, let's no more, no more reports. We need you playing. You know, you're a gunman, which he was. He was a brilliant performer. Absolutely. And, and uh, anyway, we're playing Karen at Karen. And Karen run out first and they run one way and then our blokes run out they're halfway through their lap and our blokes go the other way. And they got this new recruit center back. And so he's he's at the end he's at the back of the field and as we run past him, Trev beelines him and shirt fronts him. And I watched it and I was going, Jesus, he doesn't listen, he doesn't listen. Anyway, I'll throw me folder down. I'll go out in the ground because I could be brave in front of Trev because he liked me. <laughs> and, uh, and I said to him, what, don't you listen? I said, what are we been talking about? And he said, take it easy, take it easy. Controlled aggression, he said. <laughs> oh, I said, Trevor, controlled aggression. <laughs> it's, it's actually funny. Um, well, you- I'll tell you, I, I laughed. I laughed me head off. Yeah, I had to turn away and I walked off the ground laughing me head off when he said it. Like, <laughs> controlled aggression. I thought, what a comeback. <laughs> it was funny. You actually tried to get Trev on. And, he, and he, he texted me during the week and he said, listen, I can't come on. He goes, first you've had Peter Oakes on, 460 games, pure legend. He goes, you've had the big African Aaron Martello on, done this, done that, done that. He goes, I've done nothing. <laughs> I thought, mate, you're selling yourself yeah. short. You know what yeah. I mean? Because uh, I know he was a good footballer. He was. He was. A, he was a gun footballer. But he's just probably a bit shy and didn't want to sort of, under, I don't know, undersell himself. But um, uh, yeah, he's, done, he, he's done a fair I, bit. I think he could hit a cricket ball as well. Yeah, oh, mate, I, don't worry. I was the worst bowler ever, and he, he's. I, I see my balls just top my balls over the fence <laughs> many a time. Not even trying. Yeah. Yeah, good good sports and Trev, great bike too. Ah, uh, you good man. He is. All right, thanks for joining us, Hoax. Yeah, we thanks. Really for, appreciate it. Hey, thank you. All the good best on the weekend. Yeah, too, good luck right? on the weekend. Yeah. We hope um, yeah. you get up and um, yeah, like you said, know. we're all absolutely sincere and we we most of us, most of the people we know around local clubs and stuff, are, would love to see the, the beaches come over a bit of silverware in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I think the well beaches deserved. and the heights. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, imagine combined, a <laughs> couple of sherbets combined. We'll, we'll invite Chelsea and Eddie Ass down to our rooms <laughs> for a beer. <laughs> Get on your boys. Thanks very much. Get on you, mate. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Be good. We will. Uh, the great Peter Hogan, uh, Bomb Beach legend, and a fantastic Bomb Beach show tonight. We'll have a music break. If we can, I've uh, like I said before, I've never met Peter before. Oh, no, no, I haven't had the pleasure, so hopefully one day soon I'll get to shake his hand and um, hear another story. Yep, and we're back, so we've got a few minutes left, so we'll, we'll open the lines and see if we uh, get a caller tonight. Haven't had a call yet this year. No, we haven't I had a call yet. yet. Too scared, or oh, we had, oh, we've had Dave. We've had Dave call in. Uh, we have a caller, do we, Coach? Do we? Yeah, we do. We have Yo, a call on the beauty. line. Hello. Hello, Hello caller. Who, who we got here? Uh, this is uh, Damien from uh, Chelsea Heights, long-time listener, first-time caller. How <laughs> <laughs> you going, all right? That's yeah, good, mate. Go on before I get, get up and ring. Do I win a prize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get a, there's a couple of placo shirts here. Stubby holder. Stubby holder. Uh, oh, that'll do. I need a new beanie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll get the four yeah. managers to send you one out. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're doing a great show with the uh, job with the show, boys. I'll just bring it up and to wish all the, the Heights players and 
uh, coach and staff, all the best for Saturday. Uh, how do you reckon they'll go, Slug? What's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, oh, the first couple oh, of weeks ago was horrendous. Last week was a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually hoping it's a bit, uh, bit wet, and yeah. uh, I reckon when it's on the ground, we're a bit, we're a bit better. We're a bit, uh, we fight for it a bit more. And uh, Dubton, they're a pretty quick side, but uh, I think we're going to be right in the contest. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's be, be a bit wet and the ball be low on the deck. So I reckon that'll favour us, if anything. For sure. Now I just got some news in from Leith Waits. Um, Brucey, yeah. what just won the league's BNF of the league for the wow, Heights. Wow, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so nice that should, one. Um, probably spur him up a little bit more, give him something else. So. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. news. Yeah. yeah. How many votes ripper. did he get? Did they I, tell you how many votes? Mate, I've got nothing. I've just got one. Bruce. A- any like, other boys come any good? Oh, hang, on, and, hang on. What have we got here? We've got... Frenchy got 12. He's giving yeah. me nothing, mate. He's got... Yeah. Luke Clark, 17. So, Jacob Buggy from the Bears on 15. Jeff yep. Humphrey from... I can't see him. I'm blind. I can't see. Uh, Corey Phillips from... Hampton Park, 14, Park, and Frenchie yeah. on, yeah, on 12. On oh, Frenchie, 12, yeah. yeah. Geez, and that'll be pretty much like our best of Oh, I reckon it'll have to be pretty close too, I reckon. So, um, And good luck on, on, on Luke because he's had that bit of injury a few weeks ago and he's come back uh, well after that. So, Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the other thing too, uh, him having another game under his belt, yep, especially definitely. the big fella in the ruck, it's like he never missed a game. You Mate, know? Anger was there last week, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and even Gaz, uh, another, I expect big things out of him this week, yep. it's been a bit quiet since back, but now a few runs under his belt, I reckon they're going to come out for And that, that experience will come in too. So yeah, for handy, sure. You know what I mean? You'll, yeah. need, you'll need, when it all gets a bit chaotic, you need someone to sort of uh, hold the fort and steady the ship a little bit. And, um, it, it, exactly. And I'm going to have to let you go, boys, because uh, I've got to be up at four in the morning for work. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for ringing in. It's been your first call to ring in, so I yeah, really appreciate it. In. No worries. All the best, boys. Keep okay. it going. All right, mate. See you later, boys. Go hide it. Go All right, mate. Uh, thanks for calling in, Slug. That's uh, almost a wrap. Well, hang on. There is, one. there is one more call. I'm just going to uh, reach out. They did just call, so I'll just reach out to them. Jesus. Overtime tonight. Yeah. Uh, two calls. But you guys can keep talking. So what? Do you reckon Slugger will go down there with the sprinkler? <laughs> oh, mate. I'm ravenous. Don't put it past him. That's bad enough, that guy. You know, I'll tell you what, yeah, I know. Or get him and Jimmy and tell them both on Thursday night, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> get him going. Uh, now, this person did text before, and it's uh, Todd's wife, and it's in regards of oh, the boat. Oh, no, here we go. So I want to know... <laughs> Hello, Nicole. Hello, Hello, Hello. Nicole. This is Hi. Jason calling for the first time today, better known as Pretty One. Uh-huh. The People's Champion. Hello. Better known as People's Champion. Hey, I'm uh-huh. just ringing up in... I've got questions about the boat. Uh, did Todd, oh, Todd... Ask away. Did Todd have the budget of 20k uh, and you said, yeah, go ahead, and did you say it's okay to spend the extra 50? That is incorrect. The actual conversation was... Dull. You know Dad would have wanted me to get a boat. <laughs> and I'm like, look, Dal, you can have the boat. It is something you've always wanted. You can also get a new car. 
but I draw the line at the at the Harley Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stitch up. I was never going to get one of them. And I was listening earlier when the discussion of said vote was being had with the Streaker Marine bloke. I didn't tell you about the 70 grand one, did I? <laughs> no, no. And there was some mention of an extra 20K that he might need to spend. I'm like, hmm. I, I do not recall that conversation. I, I, if you call back, if you listen back, that's Sean Savage's words, not mine. Okay? <laughs> I stand by that. I the boat's done, dusted. Well. I'm not getting any... Well, what can I say? I'm guilty. Is it, um, can I ask, is this... Oh, is this live right yes, now? Yes, you are live. Hey, um, okay, okay. Before, I know. I won't. Be, <laughs> hey, before I won't we go into Dave Lee. Yes. Hey, before we go into uh, more about the boat, how do you yeah. feel about this weekend with Chelsea Heights? Oh my god, I'm actually really nervous. Like, I feel like the boys can do it. They, like last week, again, not being you know a footy connoisseur or really actually knowing who plays well or not, they just seem to have their stuff together the week before i don't know i don't know that it was them i feel like it was more that dovedon just played their best game mm, i think they can do it i'm scared i'm scared is all i can say now you've seen a lot of flags so uh where do you I've reckon seen a few. yeah where would this rate oh look you know what it would have to rate up there but i don't think it's any oh, is this bad to say? I don't think it's any more special than the others because every flag to every player or every committee person or member of the football club is just as special as the rest. The fact that it's with um, a really nice group of young guys and for Josh Bull, who has just been an amazing influence into our football club over the last three years and all of the hurdles he's had to jump with COVID has just been huge. And so for him and the boys, I think it would be amazingly special. But again, every grand final is special to the ones that are in it and a part of it. That's well said. He always says good stuff. Makes Stop sense. Annoys me. I said the first one. Hey, I've got a lot of things when I was a team manager. Father's Day too, Dale. You just don't recall them. I don't. Yeah, I got stitched up on Father's Day. The kids sent me on the road to Morocco. Really, I was gone. (laughs) Made all these promises. I was supposed to go and see Aretha Franklin next week with Nicole. Obviously, I passed that ticket on to Pete. Apparently, Sunday night. Something else I've done. Yeah, we know how to play you well, dear. I know. Love it. Anyway, I'm happy that you sent that text and uh, I hope your team does win this weekend. Oh, look, I also hope Collingwood win this weekend. And thank you so much, Jason Swift, for the ex- excellent game that was played last Saturday. Yeah, that was great. I must, it can was... I, I have to tell you a story about that. Is I went, thing still on? We I went out? to the game. It's broken now? We finished? Oh, you were at the game. I was at the yeah. game. I, was, I got to my seat. I was six rows from uh, the, the ground. And following Geelong, there's not many Geelong supporters where I was sitting. And um, uh-huh. I started to, to cheer as Collingwood cheers. I, I thought uh-huh. I'd do the opposite. You know how Collingwood yell out ball every opportunity. So I did that philosophy and uh, a guy in front of me said to me, mate, learn the rules. You're cheering for, you're cheering for uh-huh. everything and you've got to learn the rules. <laughs> Unfortunately, I responded pretty quickly and said, welcome to football. If you don't like it, go home and watch it on TV. With or, those precise words? Yes, it was because my son was beside me. And um, 
And he looked at me and wasn't happy. And I said, look, your, your team's cheering like this and uh, I think it's an opportunity for me to speak. So the whole game, every time the ball went near a Commonwealth player, I said, ball, <laughs> and I rolled it out for way too long. And uh, I had pretty much a lot of the bay pointing to me, <laughs> telling me the score, because I think I got onto a lot of people's nerves. I was, think you would have um, – Did was Vula there, Todd? I wonder if she was close by. Oh, I don't know. Like a year night in one place. You know what, Kodja, you sound to me like an, one of those supporters that do not follow Collingwood. I, I like You're one of them. No, I like Collingwood. I have no problem with them at all. Uh, there's only well, one team I have a problem with, and that's Hawthorne. Hawthorne, exactly. <laughs> that's, oh, that's wow. See, there's, there's always one team that every other team doesn't like. <laughs> that's true. That's true. On that note. Mm-hmm. All right, dear, what time are you home? We're hungry. When's dinner? Hungry? What are we having? Uh, the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fridge. all right. We're sorted. There's no, no leftovers for you, mate. <laughs> right, no worries. <laughs> I got some calamari the court today. Oh, oh I, 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 like, today. like I said, I can't tell you who I went fishing with because he's ah. supposed to be at work today. Where's the snapper? Uh, they're still waiting. They're breeding. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. See you soon, guys. I was listening for All the right. Yeah, you still are listening. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. That's just about a wrap, I think, unless we're going to play the Beaches song again. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't ring the wife again. The what? Hey, the wife. <laughs> Spill stuff. I know my credibility, but or lack of it, will be ruined. But the best part of it, she wrapped up the Chelsea Heights really well. I know, like the that's whole victory the part. See, that's why I married her because I get the off your head kicked doors and want to smash the cat, and she goes, "No, it's okay." You know, like, yeah, oh, oh, this as well. It's eight thirty, and it's like, "What's for tea?" Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, to Todd. I'll just sit here and wait till you get home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing all that. Bring out the fish. <laughs> Well, you know I'm not going to cook that calamari tonight. <laughs> oh. That's true. Gee, that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I know. Exactly. All right, but uh, let's hope uh, Chelsea Heights bring the cup. Yeah, let's hope yeah, uh, the Heights get up. Let's hope the beaches get up. Yeah, the yeah. beaches, yeah. Uh, obviously, on my behalf, let's hope the, the, the pies get up. and um, Yeah, let's go pies. And we'll see what happens. And hopefully well, we're back We'll next... have our final show next, next Wednesday. Week. We'll do a Caram show. Caram show. So Karam uh, show. we need... Uh, can we get Kenny Sol? Oh, the Kenny Sol. Yeah, we could get Solly somehow. We'll speak to Gary Carpenter or, or, or Poss or someone. And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was down. Solly was down at the footy the other week, so okay. maybe we can bump him on the weekend and, yeah, and yeah. have a chat That'd with him. So That'd be good. Superstar player, Solly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get T Rex from uh, T Rex. T Rex, the pres- current president here at Caravan. We'll get a, a Cowboys representative to, to tell people about. Old bikes footy. Absolutely. But those I think are retiring uh, who want, Do. To, want to keep having a kick. <laughs> to retire. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> be looking at you, blokes. Yeah, that's right. All right. All right. That's up. We'll see you next week. All good. Thank you. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So 
check out Radio Karam. Tune in.